the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. As believers in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, it is vital that we possess the mind of Christ. How do we do that? By consistently studying and applying God's Word daily. We are compelled to let the mind of Christ be in us and assures us that as the children of God, we can have the mind of Christ. The question is, do we exercise this God-given gift daily? No matter what is going on around us, we should not fear, but trust God because He is with us from our beginning to our end. There is no wiggle room here. Either we trust God or we don't. We must know that no matter what we see or hear, we can have the mind of Christ. Have Bible, pen, and paper handy, and listen closely as Pastor Rander teaches us today. Do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people. Not for people. What you do is for the Lord. You don't, you don't get upset uh, if somebody's leading your song. You, you, you don't get upset because things are not up to your criteria. <laughs> You know, I declare some folk come to church for the wrong reasons. When you're doing it for the Lord, hey, I'm just glad to be singing. I'm just glad I got a voice. I'm glad I can move my hand. I'm glad I can blink an eye. Lord, use me however you want to use me. If my name is called or overlooked, it's okay. You know my name. God blesses believers who give him their best effort. God blesses believers who give him their best effort with a burning zeal and passion. I'm going to do whether people cooperate, whether they don't, whether they show up or not. Listen, if it was only one person sitting here listening to me preach, I'd be preaching this message the same way because that one person count before the Lord. I don't have to have a crowd to preach. Matter of when the virus came, wasn't it, none of y'all was in this place. But my wife and a little praise team and some uh, media folk. It was strange preaching. No amen. No, no, no baby crying. You know, it was strange. But I, I, preached my, I preached up a sweat. You know why? Because I was compelled. The call of God is upon my life. It's like fire shut up in my bone. I have just as much fire for God as when he first called me to preach. I've been working for Jesus a long time and I ain't tired yet. Don't you dare quit on God. You're almost out of here. That tornado could have come here yesterday. God blesses believers who give him their best effort. With burning zeal and passion. It is amazing how many saints will give their best to their supervisors and those in authority over them on the job. 
And then come to the Lord's house and do little to nothing. The Bible says, whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord. Say for the Lord. It's not for Pastor Draper. It's not for some influential person in the church that you know and respect. It's for the Lord and not people. People can't reward you. The Lord will not bless half-hearted, uncommitted saints. Now, that was a big statement. Write it down. You, you, you don't want to be convicted. If you write it down, you'll get convicted. I dare you to write it down. The Lord, the Lord will not bless half-hearted, uncommitted saints. If you're going to make progress in your life, it starts with the personal discipline of getting up in the morning. Some folk can't get up. They just turn around, roll around, hold that bed. Get up. There's a work for you to do. Get, 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 get up. Then, if you're going to make progress, be on time. Whatever meeting we're having here, be on time. Choir rehearsal. We, I, we don't wait at 10 o'clock when it's time for church to start. I don't say, well... Uh, I'm not scared to call a name because that might be you, but uh, but I'm not talking about you. So I'm, I'm scared to call a name because it may be somebody with that name. You say, well, he's talking about me. No, but 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 what I'm saying is that uh, we're going to start whether you're here or not. We're not going to wait on you. I, I don't. It doesn't matter whether you're on program. Well, she's not here yet. I said, go on, go on. Who's that important? The church can't start on time. Look how quiet it is. <laughs> you, you're not that important. I'm not either. If, if, I, if I'm not here, start. You know, when I'm not here, you know something is really wrong unless I'm out of town or something unique. But I'm always here. I've, to my knowledge, uh, all the way back into my ministry, I've, I've been on time, never missed a wedding. Look how quiet y'all got. <laughs> never missed a funeral. Always on time. Whatever, matter of fact, I'm before, I'm calculating to be before time just in case a train come, long delays on the road. So I got to leave ahead of time. I can't leave behind time because what you're having is important to you. You matter to me. You count on me. And I'm going to come through as best I can because I love you and I'm your pastor. Now, now, don't call me and kill me. Now, all y'all say, well, I want you to come to this and that. I can't make every football game. I can't make every little league soccer game. Matter of fact, I got to say what the main thing. If I make all y'all stuff every time, I, you know what? Then the book will go lacking. That's why we have staff. I can't make every, I try to make as many hospital visitations. I do some, I'm doing less and less counseling. Less and less. I can't do it all. I'm getting, matter of fact, I ain't getting old. I'm old. Now, some of y'all can be in la-la land about it, but (laughs) I better stick to preaching and and delegate some of these things so I can last to stand before you and declare the word of God. What do you want me to do? Be raking leaves or studying to to feed you the word of life? We need to assign people to do that. Amen? You'll kill me. So I have to you know what? Thank you, Holy Ghost. Y'all listening? There's a certain thing called stewardship of energy. You need to write that down. Stewardship of energy. Do you realize 
God only gives you a certain amount of energy. He doesn't give you supernatural energy like he did with Elijah just running past that chariot, if you know what I'm talking about in the Bible. You, you, y'all think you got just supernatural energy? No, you only can spend so much energy, and when it's spent, that's it. That's how you have heart attacks and strokes and everything else. You're going beyond your capacity. Oh, God. I didn't mean to say all that, but he meant for me to say it, so I'll say it. Stewardship of energy. I can only be so many places. I have to select. I have to be wise. I have to pray. When I can, I can. When I can't, I can't. Please don't get mad when I can't be all things to all people. I'm human. I'm not omnipresent. Look how quiet y'all got. Well, he, won't y'all say amen? A big amen. It's too me. You know how many folk out there I'm preaching to? That's a whole lot of y'all. And it's just one old me. <laughs> so, let me get back where I was so I can find my spot. <laughs> you know, I said half-hearted, uncommitted saints. And if you're going to make progress in your life, it's start with personal discipline, getting up, being on time, working hard. If you go usher, be on time. You, 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 you're in the bookstore, be where you belong. You're in the nursery, be where you belong. You go sign up for vacation Bible school, sign up and be there. Making progress is keeping your commitments. If you can't keep it, be honest and say something came up beyond your control and don't tell the person the day before. Uh, if you if progress, making progress is completing the task given you. Completing the task given you. If you're going to make progress, you got to have a great attitude. Some of you serve in the church, but you look so bad in your face. I mean, don't serve. You scan folk. You got to have a good attitude. Nothing like a, a old grumpy usher. I mean. You, you, Scare the folk out of here. Uh, you have to be self-motivated. Do you realize I cannot put motivation in you? You have to ask the Lord for that. And you have to ask God to give you motivation and give you passion for what you're doing. Submitting to authority must be an essential if you're going to make progress. Some folk don't like them te- like anybody telling them anything they, because they really want to be there and they really want to think they're important. They're the powerful people submitting to authority and whatever you do for the Lord, doing it with excellence and quality, say excellence and quality. If you're working with children, do it with excellence and quality. You're ministering to youth ministry, excellence and quality, the video ministry, audio ministry, music ministry, praise team, Whatever you're doing, finance ministry, whatever it is, excellence and quality. Be mindful. Pleasing the Lord should be your divine motivation for whatever you do. Pleasing the Lord should be your driving motivation for whatever you do. Listen, how do you uh, make progress? If you allow yourself to get stuck in a rut, you cannot make spiritual progress. If you allow yourself to get stuck in a rut, you cannot make spiritual progress. This means you must cry out to God for personal revival. Psalms 85, 6 says, will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Some people are in a rut and do not even know it. A sign of being in a spiritual rut 
is an absence of joy. You know you're in a rut when you are dismissive of the things of God. You just dismiss it. Oh, I don't have to be there. They got it. Somebody show up. It's covered. Yeah, but you're not there. You know you're in a rut when you lack reverence for God. You know you're in a rut when you possess a negative spirit. When you lack servanthood. You know you're in a rut when you're going through a form of worship. Going through a form of worship without substance. In other words, there is no fruit bearing in your life. And you are not convicted by your high absenteeism from church. Well, I'll be there next Sunday. Oh, I'm, oh well, they won't miss me. It's a lot of folk there. High absenteeism. When is the last time you came to church for four consecutive Sundays on time last year? This year? Beloved, if this is you, you need to be like the psalmist in Psalms 85, 6, who said, will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? We need revival in the church today. To revive means to quicken. To revive means to quicken. To revive means to restore. To revive means to rekindle the spiritual flame that, that's been, that has become dull. To be revived is to be spiritually refreshed. To be revived is to be reawakened, reawakened, spiritually reawakened in your spiritual life and mind, which will pull you out of the spiritual rut so that you can make spiritual progress. If you allow yourself to get stuck in a spiritual rut, you cannot make spiritual progress. Then a sure sign that you are making spiritual progress is when the Lord elevates you without you having to promote yourself before others. A sure sign that you are making spiritual progress is when the Lord elevates you without you having to promote yourself before others. Self-praise and promotion will damage your Christian testimony and steal the glory of God. Proverbs 27.2 says, Let another praise you and not your own mouth. That's... Don't tell me you don't understand the scripture. How many, how many of you understood that? So don't tell me you don't understand the Bible. You understood that. Let another praise you. Stop talking about yourself. We're not all that. Not, you're not all that and I'm not either. Let another praise you and not your own mouth. A stranger and not your own lips. So self-praise is a sign that you are in regression Listen, next, to make spiritual progress means that you must be determined to keep moving forward. To keep moving forward. Proverbs 3, 14 says, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Jesus Christ is calling us. Beloved, you cannot be effective for Christ while trying to look through the rearview mirror of your life. Therefore, repent of your past sins and failures, refuse to be diverted by the distractions of this world system, and be determined to keep moving forward into your God-given destiny. Stop looking back at what you coulda, woulda, shoulda, and say, hey, I can't do nothing about that, but realize where I am 
and start making kingdom steps toward God this very moment. Next, uh, to make spiritual progress, you must practice the spiritual principles that you learn from Scripture. To make spiritual progress, you must practice the spiritual principles that you learn from Scripture. Uh, Philippians 4.9 says, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice and practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Spiritual maturity and growth comes as a result of putting into practice what you have learned, received and heard. You want to grow? You want to make spiritual progress? Then realize that spiritual maturity and growth comes as a result of putting into practice what you have learned, received and heard as you're doing now. Number eight and final point is this. We encourage our minds when we live in anticipation of going to our heavenly home. We encourage our minds when we live in anticipation of our going to our heavenly home. The gospel of John chapter 14 verse 1 through 3 says, do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me in my father's house or many rooms. If that were not so, I would have told you. Because I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there ye may be also. What should be a tremendous source of encouragement, comfort, and hope for believers in the midst of trials, uncertainty, confusion, a degenerate world is to know that we are not home yet. The tornado let us know we're not home yet. Uh, the, the political landscapes let us know that we're not home yet. The crime, the, the shootings, uh, the drugs, uh, the border, whatever it is, it, it all serves notice that we're not home yet. We're not in heaven. We're headed to heaven. However, we are getting ever so close to our heavenly home, which should excite every believer who are waiting for the soon imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ. How many of you are prepared for Jesus to come and get you? Raise my hand. See, you're not not prepared? Okay. You scared? You don't know? You unsure? Are you saved? Okay. Are are, Are you lack the assurance? Listen, you gotta live in anticipation and you can't live in anticipation unless you know without a doubt that you're saved without a doubt. And if you're saved, you have to live in assurance of your salvation so that Jesus can come for you or you may go to Jesus before he comes for you. That's right. That's right. The scripture says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Where is Jesus now? It's in heaven. I will come again. He says again. Why does he say again? Because he's been here before. Hadn't he been here before? Why do we celebrate Christmas? Because that's, that's the incarnation, the birth of Christ. Again, you know, I came once, but I'm coming what? Again. Okay. And how do you believe he's coming back again? That's our name. Maranatha. Maranatha, Maranatha, Maranatha. Even so, come Lord Jesus. And if I go and prepare a place for you, 
I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. Right now, Jesus is preparing a place for his children, the bride of Christ. That's us, y'all. Now, we may die and go straight to heaven that way. Or in a moment, he could come and the dead in Christ rise and we who are here are caught up in the air and go that way to our heavenly home. Either way is fine with me as long as I'm with Jesus. Do I have a witness out there? Whether I die, I'm in Christ and I go to heaven or if he comes, then I whew, go, go, go. You can stay here if you want, I'm gone. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. And all God's children said, Amen. let's pray. Father, thank you for this message. It was a lot said. Father, we have a lot of work to do on ourselves. We don't have time to be looking at other folk, judging other folk, scrutinizing other people, analyzing people. When we have so many issues, we need to deal with in our own lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray that you help us to cultivate the mind of Christ. To think like you. To receive your word. To allow your word to rule and reign and guide and govern our lives. Father, you don't want us to continuously living in depression. Imbalance. Insecurity. Stress. Fear. Anxiety, worry, all of which is weight on the mind. Father, I pray that you break the yoke. Break up the stuff that's disturbing our minds, oppressing our minds, weighing down our minds. Father, there's too much work you have for us to do. For us to be in spiritual disorder. Realign our lives on the, the authoritative word of God. Break the spirit of suicidal tendencies. Break the spirit of besetting sins. Break the spirit of evil thoughts. Break the spirit of pride that's so destructive to the mind. Oh, God, help us to examine ourselves and sift out those things that are disturbing our peace of mind, the rest in our thinking. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, God spoke to you. What are you going to do with the word of God?
You say next Sunday, how do you know you have a tomorrow on earth? Death can come so swiftly. Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Your presence today is no accident. Do you not know that before the world was even established, God knew that you'd be here hearing this message. Now you got to say, well, now that I heard it, what am I going to do with it? I'll tell you what you ought to do with it. You need to humble yourself and submit to it and say, I'm going to activate the word of my life. And I'm going to make steps toward Jesus today so that he can inhabit my soul, save me, transform me. Revive me, renew me, make me, break me, mold me. I'm tired of myself. And God will give you a new, clean slate by the blood of Jesus Christ. His blood cleanses from all sins. And if you know not the Savior, believe that Jesus came as God lived, died on the cross, bled, died, buried, raised again, and asked this Jesus to come into your heart. You say, well, I know that, but you don't have a church home. Stop making excuses. You need a well-balanced Bible-teaching church where you can grow into God's likeness, your family, your husband, your wife, your children, your grandchildren. There's more for you to do. The best way To make peace with God is to surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Scripture tells us that in order to live according to God's plan for our lives, we must be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. It also tells us that we must forget our past and look toward those things that are ahead. In addition to the gift of a brand new year, God has given us the gifts of keeping the past where it belongs and looking to the present and the future, doing new things in him that shall spring forth. Isn't that good news? If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear more teachings by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.